A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Your ride with Madison Auto Trim. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, five minutes after five o'clock on a finally Friday morning. Glad to be along with you. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Boy, can you believe this weather? We got tornado warnings out. We've got flood watches. Green Bay has been having problems. And in Alaska, they are in a drought. I'm going to bring both those stories to you as we roll towards six o'clock. Now, weather-wise for today, uh, it's going to be a little sticky, but it's going to hopefully be a little drier. That's good news for a lot of folks. 72 is our expected high today under partly sunny skies. 53, the overnight low. Tomorrow, even better. Sunshine and 76. Sunday, unfortunately, some morning storms back in the forecast. 80 are expected high on Sunday. And then a little bit more dry weather Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll see if Stumacher, ag meteorologist, agrees with that. He's joining us live via Skype in about 15 minutes. I'm Pam Yonke. So up before 6 o'clock yesterday, the World Ag Supply Demand Report came out. Uh, market actually kind of poo-pooed these numbers. I think they're waiting for the combines to roll to see how this crop is really going to finish out. But we'll give you the details and talk more about that after 5.30. Also up before 6 o'clock, like I said, Alaska is one of the few of the 50 states that's suffering with a devastating drought. We saw it during our Alaskan farm tour, and it's been impacting any farmers that have livestock up there. There is one dairy that remains in Alaska. It's the Havemeister Dairy just outside of Palmer. I've gotten a chance to visit these folks every time I've been to Alaska. It's an interesting story. We're going to talk with their son, Ty Havemeister, who has now brought their dairy operation into a consumer focus with their own bottling plant. What does it feel like to be the last remaining dairy in all of Alaska? We're talking about that before six. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. You know, Bob, there's a lot of things that are really important for farmers to do, and they wear a lot of hats. Reba McClone here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, you know, one of the hats that's really important for them to wear is that telling the story of agriculture, telling the story of their farm and how they're providing a safe and abundant product for the general public. Absolutely, Reba. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And events are held around the state all the time, including in western Wisconsin recently, the uh, September Farm City Days put on by the Dunn, Chippewa, and Eau Claire counties. It's always a chance to bring school kids and adults to a farm to show them what's going on on a modern farm. This year it was a modern dairy farm, the Denmark Dairy, in the Colfax area, run by the Cragness family. Our Scott Schultz had a chance to get out there and talk to the Cragnesses about why they believe it's important to host such events and what they hope people would see and take away from their visit to the Denmark Dairy. 
Well, this is an opportunity for kids to do something that we took for granted growing up. You know, we were able to go to our own farms, if not, you know, if not that, at least the neighbor's farm. And, you know, kids of this age just don't have that to experience. So this is an opportunity for us to give back to, you know, the community and the children in the community and uh, bring them out here and see our farm firsthand, um, go through the parlor, go, go through the feed pad, and actually see us feeding cows and, and operating our farm. So... You know, that's something that you can't read about, you know, in, in any paper. And I think it's important that, you know, we let the community come out here and see that. The community being tomorrow uh, from 10 to 2, uh, it's open house for everybody. And yeah, traditionally, everybody comes to these events. And had had you been, uh, had you visited these events in the past yourself? You know, I've been to a lot of a lot of events through the years. You know, and when, when I was young, went went a lot more. And uh, now we've we've spent a lot of time in the last few years growing our farm and and doing it in stages. And that's something people can come out and see. Um, you know, as far as the kids today, they're gonna see they're gonna see it in stations and uh, and, and get a lot of a lot of stuff up and close and personal. And with the with the tour rides and maybe even a calf born, and we're gonna offer the same to the public tomorrow. Really quickly, give me a rundown on the farm. What are you What are you milking here? You actually chop some corn to make a parking lot. That's interesting. A little green, and a little wet, I suppose. But uh, tell me about the farm really quickly. Yeah, we chopped enough corn. We were a little nervous. It, it was green. It was some 85-day corn. I thought we would have been chopping it in August, but it's been a cool stretch here. So we're going to hold off a couple weeks to keep chopping. But we uh, we were at least able to get the neighbors talking by chopping some. Um, here we're, uh, we're milking 1,600 cows on this facility. We uh, recently pur- purchased a facility in Ridgeland. We're milking roughly 800 cows there. Um, we're using this more as a transition um, mature lactating cow facility, and that's first lactation up in Ridgeland. But our focus for this event is going to be the Cofax, Cofax site, and uh, this is where we spent the last 10-plus years growing, growing this facility in stages. Carl Craigness with the Craigness family at Denmark Dairy near Colfax hosting the Chippewa Valley Farm City Day. I've also found Dennis and Mary, that'd be Carl's parents. Dennis, tell me why you think it's important to do something like this, to host something like this. I think education on the farm is uh, very important. People have... Uh, have lost the uh, ability to be related to the farm. They used to years ago uh, have family members, that, relatives who were on a farm. And in this day and age, uh, the the number of small farms have disappeared and the, the number of uh, larger farms have increased. And so uh, there's not as many people related to farming or farmers. And Mary... Carl refers to you as the boss of the place here. <laughs> Tell me, and and that you do a lot for the community. This is just one more step for doing a lot for the community, right? Oh, I think it's really important to um, involve the kids and their education and being able to see this firsthand. Um, you know, and we cleaned up as best as we can, but I said I don't think we can uh, wash the cows down, all, all of them. So they get the smells and they get the noise and um, part of what farming is. And I think that experience, but a lot of work has been you know, put into this. And I'm amazed at the volunteers that have showed up. So I think there's a lot of heart in farming here. So it's good to see. What do you think uh, numbers-wise? It's third and fourth graders, I understand. How, what, how about how many you're rolling through the yard today? Oh, gosh. I don't know about numbers. Do we have, what, 
10 different schools? I'm not sure, but, I mean, you can tell from the buses lined up. I don't know about numbers. I just looked at faces, <laughs> and I had I saw a few with their shirts up over their noses because the smell is here. But, um, like I said, that's part of it, and there are a lot of them that just had a lot of smiles, which is really great. I Like I say, this is the best part of education is seeing things firsthand. You can read it in a book, but you really need to see things to understand. So. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Mandy Cragness, Carl says, yeah, one, one of the two are you, either his mom or you are the boss. So uh, they tell me you did quite a lot of work and put some elbow grease into this project. Uh, absolutely. Uh, lots of cleaning and getting prepared for all these kids. And hopefully uh, tomorrow the big community comes out and helps support the farm. Uh, so we're excited to have you all out here. It's great to be out here, and, and, and how do you see it uh, with the kids? What's the importance to you to bring them out? You know, I grew up on a farm. Um, it's been, you know, a pretty exciting experience to see the kids come back to the farm that have never grown up on a farm. There's less and less farms, unfortunately, out there, so we wanted to share the experience with them so hopefully they can take away like hey this is actually where our milk comes from and understand how the crops are put in and understand that manure is not such a bad thing it actually is really important for our soils if it's applied appropriately all right thank you that's the craigness family at denmark dairy hosting the chippewa valley farm city day i'm scott schultz this is the farm report with pam yonke Are you ready to power your appliances and heat your home with clean, efficient FS propane? Work with Insight FS, a company that lives and works in the same community you do. They'll check your system to help make sure it's safe and efficient. Call them about their convenient contracting or budget billing programs. When it comes to the safety and comfort of your family, you can trust Insight FS. Visit InsightFS.com to schedule an appointment today. You've been a do-it-yourselfer your entire life. It's going to be one heck of a party someday. It's your life celebration party, and you should be the general contractor. This is Matt Gunderson. At Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, we've been helping plan out life celebrations for nearly 100 years, and it costs nothing to prearrange. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. 
She knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. This is exciting news to me. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it's about 517, getting an early jump on your Friday forecast for the weekend. And time to catch up with our man, Stumach Ag Meteorologist, as we kind of take a look. Uh, of course, uh, this weekend, busy, busy, busy up in Green Bay. We've got uh, the season opener against the Vikings on Sunday. And maybe as importantly, Stu, that's one of the areas of the state that's really been hard hit with a lot of rain. Soils are saturated up in northeast Wisconsin. They've had uh, uh, some folks that have actually had to be uh, evacuated. Now, in southern Wisconsin, I know that we picked up quite a bit of measurable rain as well. I don't know if our soil is exactly saturated, but I'm sure glad to be done with it if that's the forecast. Whatever you want to call it, Pam, I think most folks would agree it's too wet even here in southern Wisconsin. Plenty of water has fallen, and we're not done, of course. Still some shower activity holding on this morning. But the better news is it will be drying out. Low pressure has moved up through Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, heading up into southern Canada. A cool front's being drawn through as well. West winds staying pretty strong today will help keep those temperatures a bit on the cooler side. A little cooler than normal once again, but not all that far away. But it will bring an end to the rainfall. It's helped to dry things out around here. And along with the dry out is going to be a nicer change, just what we've been hoping for for a long time. A lot more mild air to settle in. In fact, as we start looking on towards Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I expect daytime temperatures to head back to normal, mid-upper 70s, even 80s. Very warm weather, yes, with all of the moisture humid, but where crops aren't flooded out or we haven't had any damage, it's going to help to push that maturity along a little bit. And most likely, even though it brings up the discomfort level, helps to dry things out and start, start drying up a lot of that excess moisture we've seen around. So there is going to be some improvement. Now with that low heading off to the northeast, high pressure is going to settle on in, clearing us out a bit more today and on toward tomorrow, but then another fast-moving low-pressure system and its attendant frontal boundaries. You know, first the warm front swings in, then the cold front will lead to a bit of a rain chance Saturday night that may last into early Sunday in eastern and southern Wisconsin. Oh, could be another quarter inch of rain or so. We need it, but that chance does become the possibility. And then that system clears on out. Then as we wrap up Sunday, head toward Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I expect temperatures well up into the upper 70s and low 80s. Lacrosse a bit warmer, almost to the mid-80s by Tuesday, a very warm spell will be developing at that time and of course like i've said with the moisture humidity still good growing weather for the hay crops and things like that and it should help us out with some better maturity out across the corn and bean fields we'll definitely see a benefit to that as we make our way ever closer to harvest season so there is some improvement but all of the rains the heavy rains inches and inches all the way from southern minnesota into central and northeast wisconsin all of that will be drawing to a close yet today. In fact, early this morning, we'll start to dry it out then through the rest of today and right on into the weekend with that exception of the shower chance on toward Saturday night. I'll check in with forecast details right after this. You know, a building is just that, a building, but what happens inside can be magic, and that's what's happening at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus. Tyler Mack is a Pennsylvania native that chose the UW School of Veterinary Medicine for the relationships he could forge with those professors. You kind of get the opportunity at the University of Wisconsin to really, like, 
pick the minds of all these brilliant people. For me, for example, when I would go on externships during the summers or go to places and I would see different things, I could bring back what I saw and talk to them about that, get their opinions on the matter. As some of the professors used to say, these are tools for your toolbox. Tyler Mack is now a graduate of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and has decided to practice in Wisconsin. But the school needs more space for incoming freshmen. Find out about their expansion project, how you can write a letter, send an email, or pick up the phone in support of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine online. Animals need heroes to too.com. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So I'm expecting any rain in the east and south ending, and then we'd look forward to more sunshine trying to build on in. Becoming mostly sunny most places. Could be a few clouds in the west yet today. Upper 60s, almost 70 in the west. West winds 8 to 18. They'll gust to 25. Overnight, clearing it out and staying a bit cooler, down to about 52. Believe it or not, that's about normal. The west winds will be around 5 to 10. And then mostly sunny on Saturday. Another nice day. Mid and upper 70. That's above normal once again. Southwest winds about 5 to 10. Saturday night clouds, showers, could be an isolated thunderstorm, could be another quarter inch of rain or a bit more. By Sunday, the rain may last into the morning, but as it ends, our skies will become partly sunny on Sunday. I expect that high more likely around 80, low 80s at La Crosse. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny, upper 70s and low 80s Monday. The nice spell is going to continue now. Next week does really appear to be a bit more on the mild side. Certainly that should help us out. We're hoping for more maturity out in the field to stack it up in a bigger hurry. And I think days that, you know, make their way into the upper 70s and low 80s ought to go a long way to helping move things along as we move on toward the end of the season. So, Pam, I guess there is a a better silver lining, if you will. After all of the wet weather, the flooding, and everything else we have to deal with, the good word now is as we make our way through the weekend and on into next week, things are really going to turn out to be uh, almost what we'd hoped for. That's before we had to deal with all of this rain. So I guess that's the good news, Pam. Hope you have a good start to your weekend. All righty. Thank you, Stu. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Stu Makar, Ag Meteorologist, with your weather details. Unfortunately, I bring bad news to Wisconsin's agricultural community. If you are connected with the dairy industry, with Farm Bureau, with uh, any of the dairy checkoff programs, or with the Holstein Association, when I say the name Randy Geiger, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Randy and his wife, Rosalie, they have Ranrose Farms in Reedsville, Wisconsin. I am so sorry to report that Randy Geiger passed away this week at the age of 69. It happened after a heart attack that he suffered while side raking hay at the 152-year-old farm. He was flight for life helicoptered to Milwaukee where he passed away. This is a real shock for all of Wisconsin agriculture because I'll tell you what, Randy and Rosie, for that matter, they would help anybody connected to agriculture, not connected to agriculture. If there was a volunteer spot that needed filling, Randy or Rosie would be doing that for sure. So my sincerest sympathies to the entire Geiger family and 
their extended family World Dairy Expo this year is not going to be the same. Again, my sincere sympathies to Rosie, his wife, son Corey, and uh, daughter-in-law Krista Kanigi from Mukwanago, their daughter Angela and Nate Zawald, and their three kids, Mary Allison, Mary Allison and Zachary are the kids, and they're all in rural Beaver, Beaver Dam. Uh, the funeral is going to be Saturday in Brilliant, and they are asking people in lieu of flowers to make donations and memorials uh, to the American Heart Association or any contributions directly to the family that they will use for scholarship in Randy's name. Randy Geiger, dead at the age of 69. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. 
Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? M-Sculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. M-Sculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. M-Sculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Okay, Rob, obviously there's a ton of interest in this game with Packers-Vikings and following up from last week, but I always got to start with the most important question. Aaron Rodgers yesterday says, no more wave at Lambeau Field on offense. We asked the question today on our Twitter poll, does Rob Reichel think the wave is still cool? Come on, Robbie. Uh, I've never been a big fan. Oh. Of it, so, so not only do I not think it's cool now, I didn't think it was cool in <laughs> 1973 or whatever. That Stop it, Robbie. You so, totally I've participated been, in it. You know what? I won't even stand at Badger games when that <laughs> thing goes around. At that, at that Central Michigan game, game last week, Evo, I wouldn't even get it. Robbie, will, so you, will you sing Fill Me a Buttercup? I'm not in Evo. Will you sing Sweet Caroline? Oh, yeah, I'll sing. I'll sing How was that. that not played in Lame? <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. It's just it, whatever. It's personal preference. You're I a Neil Diamond people. guy. I get it. I'm a Neil Diamond guy too. <laughs> no, but yes, I, I I hey, I'm not saying either answer is right or wrong. That, that's just how I do it. So, um, you got it, buddy. But I'll say this. I mean, Rogers does have a point when they're on offense and you want things a little quieter. I mean, go nuts, go nuts when the other team has the ball, right? And and try to get loud and rowdy. I. I just my personal belief on that guys is, I mean, you guys have been to enough games at Lambeau. You can walk around, you, you can see the average age of the crowd is, you know, ARP card and then some. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's not, it's not a useful group that's going to get up and get loud. It's, it's a group that when you get in their way um, or you stand up at, you know, during a play, the guy behind you is going to scream in your ear to sit down. Right. And that, 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 that that's not going to change, no matter. No matter how much the quarterback begs or pleads, and no matter how many tricks and gadgets that Lafleur tries to incorporate over into Lambeau Field, it's 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 just an older fan base, guys. That you know that 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 all this other stuff is kind of gimmicky. The the flickering lights and what have you. I just 
I, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I understand what they're doing. It's not a very loud place anymore. It hasn't been for a while. It, it doesn't have the same built-in home crowd advantage that maybe it once did, and certainly that places like Seattle or Kansas City have, and, and they're trying to change that. But it's a, I, I think that's going to be a, a tough hill to climb. Robbie, I'll say doing the wave is cooler than Mark Murphy flickering the lights on and off after they score. But let me ask you, if Rodgers, who says he wants to get in LaFleur, wants to get everyone pumped up you know, when it comes to this stuff, what if the offense actually performed at a you know a higher level and Rodgers isn't 33% accuracy, the worst for starting quarterbacks in week one? What if the offense just, I don't know, did something? Wouldn't that inspire the crowd? Yeah, you, you would think playing good winning football is really the cure-all to everything. I remember Ron Wolf saying that when, you know, when the Packers had that stretch in the in the in the mid nineties where I think they were twenty three and one at home over a three year window and you know they they had a winning streak at one point to twenty five in a row at home, I think before Randy Moss went nuts and on a Monday night and, and almost single handedly beat them. But Wolf said he said the reason this place didn't get loud in the late eighties and the nineties is because we played garbage football. He said, you know, not now we're chasing Super Bowls, we're winning Super Bowls. We got one hell of a football team. Of course, it's going to get loud. No, you're 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 absolutely right, Ebo. All the other stuff is is minor league kind of nonsense to keep to keep people interested, right? It's it's like going to a Class A baseball game or the heck to an NBA game. I think at some point in time where they never turn the noise off. So it uh, you're you're a thousand percent right. Go score thirty four points, play winning football, and the crowd's going to go nuts. Uh, speaking of scoring, visiting with our Packer Insider, so let, let's pick up then from last week, Robbie. And uh, this has been the great debate on our show, and I'm sure just about everywhere this week. Uh, the 10 points, you got the win, but you know the concern of they only scored 10 points, was it a the Bear defense is legitimately that good? That was the number one defense in the NFL last year, or is it the Packer offense still has a lot of uh, you know warts and they got some stuff that they need to sort out? What, where do you weigh in on that? Yeah, I think it's a combination, Joe. I mean, I think the Bears, when it's all said and done, will be top three in the majority of key defensive categories as long as they, you know, as long as they stay healthy as as a unit this year. Green Bay, though, I I said this on your show last week, Joe. I didn't think it was going to be pretty from an offensive standpoint. They just didn't have enough time together facing live bullets in the summer, and it's tough to roll out against a defense that good when when you are just not totally in sync and and Rodgers even tempered uh enthusiasm and excitement if you remember guys last week leading into that game um it was the first time he kind of walked back some of his predictions for how good that offense could be that's this is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now on Friday the 13th. Oh, good heavens. A little skinny on any real milestones on this date in history. This is the date when Israel and Palestine signed a peace accord, but we know that that didn't necessarily stick. Also on this date, back in 2004, Oprah gave away about 300 new cars. Remember when she was all about... Uh, giving stuff away, people find it under their chairs in her audience and stuff like that. Well, that was back in 2004. 300 new cars, brand new Pontiac G6 sedans. Also on this date, back in 1990, Law & Order debuted. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. Coming up before 6 o'clock, I haven't gotten a chance to really share many of our stories from our Alaska Farm Tour. Up before 6 o'clock, I'm going to introduce you to the last surviving dairy in Alaska, Havemeister Dairy. 
And how are they doing it? Well, they've made an investment in themselves. They have invested in a bottling plant, and now they are finding that buy local really means something up in Alaska. Ty Havemeister, our guest, before 6 o'clock. Well, yesterday it was all about the World Ag Supply Demand Report. The markets were tentative on what those numbers would hold in store for them. In the end, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, They lowered a lot of their expectations as far as corn and soybeans. The U.S. Department of Agriculture said that the corn outlook was reduced lowering corn use for ethanol and slightly higher ending stocks. They put the forecast on corn of 13.79 billion bushel down 102 million from last month on a lower yield forecast and supplies were lowered as well. Season season average corn price is unchanged, $3.60 a bushel. What about soybeans? They projected that at 3.6 billion bushel, down 47 million on a lower yield forecast of less than 48 bushel to the acre. Soybean supplies also down. Wheat supply and demand outlook was unchanged compared to the previous report. So that was a lot of what the markets were talking about yesterday. Coming up in a moment, what are the markets doing? Well, we'll give you the numbers next. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Early bird gets the worm, or in this case, at least peace of mind. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee. You're from my buddies at McFarland's right there in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street. That's just off Highway 12. You really can't miss it. They've got all the Kubota tractors lined up out in front, all the Massey Ferguson ready to go. And for fall preparation, you might want to start thinking about making firewood, maybe going to do a little hunting, still have some hay that you want to make. The best part about McFarland's, you can address all of those needs under one roof. Maybe it's time to bring in that chainsaw and get it serviced. Be it steel, simplicity, Ferris, Kubota, Husqvarna, they'll take care of it all. Remember, if McFarland sells it, they service it. Same situation when it comes to getting that snowblower ready for the winter details. If they sell it, they service it. And let's remember that early bird getting the worm or at least peace of mind. Everything all under one roof. That's peace of mind. And that's McFarland's. 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. So after the World Ag Supply Demand Report yesterday and those lower numbers, our October corn gained seven and a quarter cents, settled at three sixty-seven and a quarter. We had November soybeans up twenty-nine cents at eight ninety-five and a half. The July new crop wheat was up four and a half yesterday, settled at uh, four ninety-six and a quarter. Dairy had another big day in Chicago as far as prices were concerned. Saw the barrel cheese finish the day yesterday up six cents at one eighty-eight forty-pound block cheese. Up five and a quarter cents at two fourteen and a half. Double A butter that was down three quarters of a cent yesterday, two twenty two and three quarters. But again, like I said, very robust on those cheese markets. And like Mike North told us earlier this week, it is all primarily driven on holiday demand. Talking a little bit about uh, holiday demand and how our Wisconsin dairy farmers are hoping they're going to turn the corner fairly quickly here when it comes to these prices and the long standing agony 
as far as price is concerned. What are dairy farmers doing to try to make sure that they're taking care of their cattle, taking care of themselves? Well, Carl Cragness from Northwest Wisconsin is happy to share his story. Over this past weekend, Carl Cragness opened up his farm to hundreds of visitors for their annual Chippewa Valley Farm City visit. And basically what he wanted to do is help consumers understand how difficult it is to be in dairying today. He says making it through a tough economy like this is something that uh, pushes farmers right to the edge. But he says what you need to do is focus on what you can control. You know, you have to keep your head up. And, you know, I tell people a lot, you know, we talk about the price of milk and the weather and it's something we just don't have control over. So, you know, we have to keep our head up. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in the future of this industry. And the higher the highs, the lower the lows. I think we've experienced that. And uh, maybe we don't need $24 milk, you know, but, you know, some 18 or $20 milk wouldn't hurt for a little while to get guys to recover. It's changed a lot of the, you know, the way even the lenders view this industry. So it's definitely been some scary times, but I do feel it's going to get better. That's Carl Cragness. He opened his farm, that be Denmark Dairy, to visitors over the weekend for the annual Farm City Day in the Chippewa Valley. His farm's in Colfax. He's trying to keep a positive attitude about Wisconsin's dairy industry. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it is all about attitude. Up next, an Alaska dairy farmer, the last Alaska dairy farmer. His name, Ty Havemeister, he and his family have decided that they are going to invest in dairy's future in Alaska. His story coming up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. As summertime reaches its peak, so does property crime. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers has a few tips on how to keep you and your family safe this summer. Be aware of what's happening in the neighborhood. Get to know your neighbors and look out for one another. Lock your doors, including the garage door. Unlocked doors are open invitations to intruders. Don't post on social media that you are leaving town and wait to post photos after you return from your trip. Plan your route. Stay within well-traveled routes and walk in groups. There's safety in numbers. If your child or teen will be alone a significant amount of time, have him or her check in with you if they plan to leave the house and when they arrive back home. Monitor internet and social media activity to establish children and teens are visiting appropriate sites and following guidelines. Always lock your doors and roll up your windows when you leave your car. Do not leave valuables in the car. If you must leave prized possessions in your vehicle, keep them out of sight or hidden in the trunk. And remember, if you see something, say something. If you see people or activities that seem suspicious, report your observations to Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or call 911. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 Years of Hindsight for 80 Minutes of Your Time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. Bath Planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval. What that means is no more scrubbing grout lines, unsightly stains, leaky faucets, or using harsh chemicals. No more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom. So call today, 608-222-1243, or stop into our showroom and see the Bath Planet experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. The 
only person who can actually find the needle in the haystack. Wow! This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hey, I just want to remind you, sometime this weekend, you might want to check out our Farm Baby Bib giveaway. We're talking about uh, anybody that's out there that's got a youngin' in the family. Grammys, grampies, aunties, uncles, of course, moms and dads. We'd like to be introduced to the next generation of farmers and consumers. Thanks to our friends at Quick Trip. All you need to do is send us basically your email and mailing address, and we'll send you a free farm baby bib. We just kind of want to welcome in the next generation. And like I said, it's all courtesy of our friends at Quick Trip. How do you do it? Well, you can jump on Facebook. Look for Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And you'll see the Farm Baby Bib giveaway there. And you can also pop on over to fabulousfarmbabe.net and look for it there. Pretty easy to do. We'd love to have you take a picture of your baby wearing our Farm Baby Bib. And uh, we're going to be posting those coming up in the next couple of days. Just a little something we want to do to welcome in the next generation of listeners, social media followers, and consumers and farmers. Thank you again to our friends at Crick Trip. Well, as we wrap her off for a finally Friday morning, I want to take you back to our trip to Alaska. I haven't gotten a chance to introduce you to a lot of the folks that we got a chance to visit with that live in Alaska. It is their home, and it is a challenging home. It's not just about the economics. Now a lot of Alaska farmers are very concerned about the extended drought that they're dealing with. We saw evidence of a lot of wildfires that were still burning in Alaska. And you know, if you're a farmer that's trying to put up hay, trying to feed livestock, and you're running out of water, well, that gets to be a predicament. Just ask Ty Havemeister. Now, Ty Havemeister, his family has been in Alaska dairy farming since the early 1930s. They are what you would call a colony farm, which means that they were part of a government project back in the 1930s to bring farmers from primarily Wisconsin, Minnesota, areas that uh, had cold weather, brought them up to Alaska, put them out on a plot of ground, said, you go ahead and farm, we'll build you a barn, we'll build you a house, and sooner or later we'll get the railroad to you so you can get your products to the marketplace. Well, you know, it's, it worked for a little while. Well, it worked for quite a while. But uh, today, colony farms are basically antiques. They are uh, collector items, if you will. But the Havemeister Dairy still has their original colony barn, and it's been added on to. Today, they're milking somewhere around 80 cows, Holstein cows, red and whites, kind of a mix up there. And all of their milk goes to their fairly recent bottling plant. See, in Alaska... They are the only dairy that remains, so there are no dairy processors. But Havemeisters saw the need for local food in their community and decided to step up. So they made the financial investment to put a bottling plant in place on their farm. Ty Havemeister left a job as a financial manager in Florida to bring his wife and two kids back to the farm in Palmer, Alaska, and take over the bottling operations and make an investment in Alaska dairy. Well, he had a chance to visit with my farm group on our Alaska farm tour, and I asked him what it's like to be the last Alaskan dairy in the state. Right. We're the last dairy in the state. Um, there's the last, the, the uh, Northern Lights dairy, they went down or shut down last winter, I guess it was, about mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. Yeah, or yeah. So. Now, you kind of saw that train coming, Ty. That's why you've got uh, Havemeister Dairy in uh, stores as far as uh, fluid product. Tell me how that's been going. 
It's going great. I mean, our, our, all of our vendors, dealing with them has, has been awesome. They've given us shelf space, and still, and then there's demand. People actually going to the store and demanding to buy local is what's going to keep you alive. Yeah. Now, how many stores are you in? How long did it take? Give me a little snapshot behind the scenes on that. Uh, I guess we're in probably 15 grocery stores now. Um, and, you know, inside of, really, we started this in 2011, Inside of six months, we were up to to full capacity. People were, you know, our milk was sold out. Yeah. Now, contrary to, you know, the, everybody's saying, wow, good for him. How He's going to be adding on cows. He's going to be expanding. That's not the have a Meister game plan right now. Uh, yeah, we just don't. There's not the land where we're at, you know. Like so many different farming communities, we're kind of surrounded. The city's moving to us, so we're surrounded by subdivisions. So it's kind of probably... 150 head, milking 80 to 90 cows is probably where we're going to stay. Well, and the other thing, you had the question from the group on do you milk year-round. And as the Havemeister Dairy is two different entities, mom and dad have the cows and provide the milk, and then you're doing the processing side, and you want them to stay symbiotic and keep it going. Yeah, correct. So you're going to keep milking year-round? You just want to keep things flat? Yeah, we want to milk year-round. And in in doing what we do, when you process your own milk, you deliver your own product, you want to have a consistent uh, production. So. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, the products that you make and why you decided to do them. Was it labor, was it volume, or was it demand? A uh, little bit of both, I guess. I mean, we do non-fat. It's, everything's in a gallon jug, so we got non-fat, 2% whole, heavy cream, and half and half. And, you know, that we run into problems. My jugs are made locally. I don't have enough volume to do a half-gallon jug for the blow mold to actually make it, so we just stick with, with what works, which is and that's been fine for the time being. Now, we were talking about they do like Alaskan-made. So tell me about your interaction with the community, those consumers. Um, it's one thing to milk the cows to do it. It's another thing to try to help them understand it all. How's that been going? Yeah, it's, it's going great. I mean, it's through Facebook and and. People, we had kind of a, if you followed Alaska Dairy, we almost lost our inspection through state cuts um, under the new governor, and that was fixed as soon as the outcry. It was really the public that kept us in business. I mean, there was, talking about people sending letters to your legislator, it was, it was as soon as I mentioned it, it was, I don't know, 500 people wow. immediately. You wow. Know? Wow. And that's the other thing people don't realize, Ty. You are an island. You the only dairy, so if you need inspection, and this is a food processing unit, you've got to have some inspection. But those people don't necessarily understand dairy to begin with. The, you're talking our inspectors? Or dairy well, so the state, the state for, for us, for the state of Alaska to have a grade A dairy like we are, they have to maintain a dairy sanitation program. And I can't, I can't pay for that. I can't have an out-of-state entity doing it. It, it. it has to be covered by the state because the feds will show up every two years, and they'll say, well, what is this? If you guys aren't maintaining this, this guy can't stay in business. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's been they've, they, they fixed it. We're going to stay in business. We've continued our inspections, and so it's at least that hurdle we're over. So I've got people that are going to say, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to be just like that. I want to start a bottling plant. I'm going to make curds. I'm going to make ice cream. Uh, Looking back in just the brief experience you've had in this perspective, what advice would you give them? Uh, It's a lot. It's a lot of money, and it's a lot more labor than you think. I mean, this is to run the processing plant, and again, we're, we're only milking 90 cows. 
that's a full-time job. And especially if you're going to do your own distribution, those they almost need to remain separate because you're just going to be run so thin that it's not going to work. And, 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 you know, I think that for us, if I, if looking back, if I had to do it over, I would have gone into cheese and probably cut the, cut the herd in half. And then, you know, you're, there's the money's there to do that. And mm-hmm. geez, geez, curds, even for us. You yeah. Know? Um, just some benchmarks, Ty, because guys are going to wonder how much you are paying for milk because you buy the milk from have a Meister dairy and then give them a sense on uh, acre of land. If it came up for rent or for sale around you, what that would go for and what a average wage is for the people that you need to either milk cows or help here. Yeah. So our, uh, well, the, the, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. So you're, if you're looking to buy land in the area that we're at, it's we've turned into a subdivision. So it's not really possible. I mean, if it does come up, it's thirty thousand bucks an acre. And then as far as uh, leasing land, there are still some families that are holdouts from kind of the colony days, and those those hay, that hay ground is still there. Um, you don't pay a lot to lease it because they get the ag deferment on it, oh. so their taxes are lower. So that works out for us. Uh, our last, our milker, we provide housing. He milks for us for a year and a half. He's now going back to Minnesota, actually, but we were paying him $20 an hour, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. to milk cows. And how much do you pay for milk? Uh, and we're, So separate entities, again, I pay my folks uh, $29 a hundredweight. And you can find profit in that system? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to me to distribute and you know, market that product and, and make sure it works. And you, you said uh, farmers are complaining constantly about the lack of consumption on fluid. You're watching patterns here in Alaska. You're hot in winter. Yes. Wintertime, I, I can't get enough product. And it's partially because the barn's only so big, we can only milk so many cows. But dairy consumption as a whole goes down in, our, in, in the entire country in the summer. Mm-hmm. is what we see so mm-hmm. and how do you want people to follow you in the story oh you can look us up on facebook hey meister dairy and um that's that's probably your best avenue quite the guy that's ty have a meister dairy palmer alaska that's just outside of anchorage considered their major agricultural area but like he said they are the last dairy in alaska And he invested himself in the dairy processing facility. All they're doing right now is bottling milk. But Ty's got some ideas on what they might be able to do in the future as the Palmer population around them continues to grow. But like he said, if you want to see their story and how they work with local vendors, local retailers, local restaurants on getting that Havemeister dairy milk into their uh, into their cups, into their jugs, into their showcases. You can follow on Facebook, Have a Meister Dairy, and see the story there. More stories coming your way coming on Monday, especially from our friends with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. This is-